Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for a look back on today's match. This is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. The home for MLS in Atlanta. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Lots to break down in a short amount of time. Atlanta United falls to Nashville this afternoon 3-1. Before we start, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. We are your official station for all things Atlanta United. WCGC Atlanta. WCGC HD1. Always free on the Odyssey app. All right, so Atlanta United falling to Nashville this afternoon. 3-1. We were talking about it during the break. It, again, I, I think in some ways, maybe a better performance than what Atlanta United had last Sunday when they won over Chicago. Certainly much better than what we saw Wednesday in Open Cup, although that, that's a different animal. But uh, it's a disappointing result. The score line is unflattering to Atlanta United because the third goal came with Atlanta United pressing everyone forward. I do believe there are going to be some things that Gonzalo Pineda will be pleased with today. So, too, I'll be interested to hear what he has to say, and we won't have that on, on the postgame show like we do for home games. So you'll have to check the Atlanta United social media and, and their YouTube page afterwards. I will be because I didn't feel like it was a bad performance from Atlanta United. Like I said, I think it's the moments that they didn't handle well enough Nashville is very good on set pieces. They got a goal off of a set piece. They're very good on those breaks, and they got two goals off of those breaks, one that you kind of handed to them, the other one because you're pressing everybody forward. Atlanta wasn't at its best, but it was better than Chicago. The Memphis game, yeah, it's its own animal because you had so many players who haven't been playing consistently getting to a rhythm and, and honestly going up early in that kind of took them out of their rhythm a little bit more and, and Memphis started to chase the game. You're still, you know, one tackle away from not playing well and advancing in that game. That does have to be re reminded of, of everybody here. But you got to get results is what it comes down to ultimately. And for all of that, those individual moments hurt you today. And now you lost a game on the road against a very good team at home, one of the best teams at home since they came into the league and especially since they came into the stadium. 
but you have a game next week on the road that you have to feel like there's points on the table against Miami, and you need to go get some. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. If you want to be in a, a win-home, draw-road position, you're going to have to make up some of these points that you're starting to drop on the road. Second road loss of the year for Atlanta United. The other was in Columbus. This one, much, much more The home field advantage in MLS this season is even, so far, it's early, is even more exaggerated than it typically is. Maybe that's an anomaly. We'll see. But Atlanta United on the road, not winning games on a regular basis, that's not abnormal around Major League Soccer this season. Man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. You know, I, I think, over the last two weeks, Atlanta United's most improved player over that short span has been Santi Sosa, and he gets our man of the match today. Yeah, sometimes it's just getting that rhythm. Like we talked about with the game on Wednesday, players not having consistent minutes. It's hard to get a rhythm. It's hard to have that chemistry with your teammates. It's hard to play at speed. And Santiago Sosa, it felt like the Toronto game after the first what, 10, 15 minutes maybe? And I feel like I commented on it in, in the call. It started to click for him, and he started to look like the Santiago Sosa that, that we have seen in this team so many times over the years. 84% passing. He did create a chance. 12 of 12 on long balls. That's key for Santi when he's able to open a team up. And that's something Atlanta United missed against Chicago and missed against Memphis. I thought the biggest thing from Santiago Sosa was two areas. He won seven of nine aerial duels, which is not something you normally associate with him immediately. He's good in the air, but that's outstanding. And four defensive actions, three tackles, one interception. Another area where Sosa is the clean guy on the ball, but the defensive side of his game, the physicality, something that Franco Ibarra has brought to the team. Sosa's got to bring that to keep his spot. Sosa also had one of the better scoring opportunities of the second half for Atlanta United. It a little bit unusual, but uh, uh, Santi Sosa is your man of the match. Brought to you by Heineken. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. Shots 17-11, Atlanta. Shots on target 4-2, Nashville. Possession 66-33, Atlanta. Key passes 12-8, Atlanta. Expected goals 2.43 to 1.44, Nashville. Maybe uh, you have to filter out some of the noise in that. Nashville had a very close in goal from Fafa Pico on a corner, and Atlanta United had a penalty. So just keep that in mind as you evaluate. Corners were 7-3 Atlanta. Uh, the uh, uh, duels were 54-46 to Nashville. Atlanta United passed at 88% today. Uh, they are among the most accurate passing teams in the league. They were at 88% today. Nashville at only 74%. I thought Atlanta used that possession pretty well, too. And, and the possession and the passing numbers generally would go hand in hand. I thought they really worked the ball into some good spots. They worked to try to create very specific patterns that, that they're looking for. Second half, they got Lennon involved more into the attacking half. They were really trying to find him late when Porato was up as a number nine. So it wasn't possession without purpose. It wasn't just passing sideways. It wasn't any of that. I thought they used the ball and did well. That dual number is an important one because that's something Nashville thrives on, winning the second ball, creating those breaks. They did that today. So let's go to the highlights now. The three goals, the first coming in the 36-minute, a corner kick for Nashville. Overtones of something Atlanta United has done this year. Played short to the front post by Hani Mukhtar. Zimmerman flicks it across the face of goal. Slam dunk Fafa Pico to give Nashville the 1-0 lead. Everyone inside the six, but Lovitz now, who's a short corner option. 
Mukhtar up to it, going for the near post again, and knocked into the goal by Pico. Played across the face of goal by Zimmerman to Pico with the slam dunk. It's 1-0. Walker Zimmerman is just such a threat on set pieces. He's going to draw a lot of players to him. Atlanta United, maybe too many players crash on Zimmerman. He gets enough of that first ball to the near post that Fafa Pico is wide open there to slam that home. That's a well-worked set piece from Nashville. Stayed 1-0 at halftime, and then in the 56th minute, Nashville doubles their lead with Teal Bunbury. Robinson, who unfortunately heads it down into the path of wheel. Home run ball, Mukhtar's going to curl to the far touch line. It's kept in play. Here's Mukhtar into the 18 on Parata. Dribble, shoots, safety up, rebound score, Bunbury. 2-0 Nashville. It's a long throw from Daniel Lovitz. He, he backed up as far as he can. He's the long throw specialist for Nashville, but it is five yards off the end line maybe, and he throws it long up the line. Miles Robinson, instead of heading forward, he headed it inside, which gave Nashville numbers and an opportunity to break. Mwil was outstanding for Nashville today, maybe the best I've ever seen Alex Mwil play. And when you get Hani Mukhtar out in space on that break, this time the shot was saved, but Bunbury slams home the rebound. Mukhtar in space can't give him those opportunities. That header can't go inside. 2-0 Nashville at that point, but then in the 71st minute, Mateus Ozetu uh, creates an incident in the Nashville penalty area. He's taken down by Mwil, uh, I beg your pardon, by Dax McCarty, taken down by McCarty, very near the penalty spot, Play on was given initially by Joe Dickerson, but then the VAR Eunice Barakji sent Dickerson to the monitor. He does signal the penalty, and Tiago Almada goes to the spot for the hot play of the match, brought to you by Scanna. Action at the goal to our left in the 71st minute. Atlanta United trailing 2-0. Tiago Almada standing at the edge of the 18 with hands on hips. He's up to the ball. He strikes it and scores! Atlanta United cuts the lead in half as Almada sneakily rolls it by Joe Willis. Full credit to Mateus Hosechu for earning that corner or that penalty because it's a play where, and we see it all the time, it's across Lennon trying to cut that back across. It's a little behind Hosechu, but he doesn't give up on the play. I, I said it was manufactured, and I'm giving that as a compliment right. because if you give up on that play, Nashville has the opportunity to break. Hosechu knows that there's a defender there in Dax McCarty, and, and McCarty probably knows he was had here. Not to say that it's a dive, but what happens is Hosechu knows McCarty is going to try to lunge for that, and I think Mateus knows that he can't really get it and turn and do anything. Take the hit. And sometimes in the 18, you have to do that in that moment. It's very savvy play from Mateus Osechu. It's not a dive. It's not faking. It's not manufacturing anything. It's drawing contact in the 18 and making the referee crew make a decision. I think Dickerson got it right to let it go because it's a it's a difficult play to spot with your eye. I thought maybe there, I thought there was contact. But then you have to decide, is it enough for the penalty? That's why you have VAR. And I thought the referee crew, for, for all we've said about Joe Dickerson and his performances in previous games with Atlanta United, he was outstanding, his crew was outstanding, and they handled that really well. 
and really quickly with a VAR situation. I was really impressed. Exactly how it's supposed to work. Absolutely. For over 20 years, Scana Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. Atlanta United pressing everyone up in stoppage time, trying to find an equalizer. Unusually, they move uh, Juanjo Parata up top, and that's something we'll analyze maybe in a little bit here, but later in the week for sure. But with everyone pressed high for Atlanta United, uh, Nashville is able to hit Atlanta on a counter. Mukhtar to Jacob Schaffelberg for the dagger. 3v3, down the middle, Schaffelberg is in behind Robinson, 1v, the keeper, Diop off his line, and Schaffelberg scores, and that'll do it. Yeah, just one of those moments where you are are stretched fully and you're trying to get an opportunity on the other end. Gutman at the top of the 18, thought he had drawn at least a foul, doesn't. I think it's probably the right call. I think the tackle there got enough of the ball to not have the foul called, and Nashville goes straight down the other way. So it went from Atlanta almost getting into the 18 at 2-1 to create an opportunity to how good Nashville is in those opportunities. They go down and put the game away. Nashville better in moments today, uh, but I think the score line again, it is a loss, but it, it is maybe an unflattering score line to Atlanta United based on how they played today. Atlanta United wants to remind you that for each Atlanta United clean sheet this season, they donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. This year's donation total currently $4,000. We'll take another break. We'll come back and we'll wrap things up from Nashville after this as Atlanta United falls to Nashville SC this afternoon. 3-1 on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Of today's match on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, back live in Nashville on the full-time report. Atlanta United falling to Nashville SC this afternoon 3-1. Chick-fil-A is committed to helping fight food insecurity and is proud to partner with Atlanta United and Soldiers Angels to help tackle veteran hunger. All season long, when an Atlanta United player successfully makes a tackle, Chick-fil-A will donate 100 pounds of food to feed a military or veteran family in need for a month. For more information and to see how you can help, visit atlutd.com backslash community. We have just a moment or two to take some questions and comments on Twitter, and uh, you can send those to us at MikeConti929. And at Longshoot, David says, uh, Miles with the header inside and not the best angle chasing Schaffelberg. That fault for two goals. But overall, Sosa, Josetu, and Almada look good connecting passes to free up space centrally. Much better offensive movement in total today, he says. Yeah, two things. So let's start with Miles. Um, big mistake on the header inside. And, and Robinson knows better, and that's something that you'll point out on video. When we were talking about it on, on those throw-ins, Nashville, because they had another one in, in a very similar spot, you're just trying to flip the field. And for them, they don't mind if they get another throw or if even Atlanta gets a throw, but it's 30 yards up the line, 40 yards up the line. That's all Nashville's looking for there, and you can't give them anything else. When you head it inside in that moment, you're giving them an opportunity, and you just can't make that decision. The header's got to go straight back the line or head it out into the stands. Either way, you're able to defend. 
the angle on Schaffelberg, everything's breaking down at that point because of the number situation. So that one is minimal. That's a little bit of, of a, a nitpicking one where you can get into the, the specifics of how you handle that moment where you are on an odd man rush. But there's only so much you can do. I agree on the midfield. I felt like it was pretty good today with Sosa, Hosechu, and Almada. Tiago, maybe 80%. You know, it didn't feel like he was at his absolute best, but he did pick his moments to really try to put this team on his back. I, I liked his passion. I liked it being demonstrative at times, demanding the ball, also demanding people to step up and press. I really liked the leadership from Tiago Almada. Young player, it doesn't always come naturally for players. I thought Tiago really showed that, and Sosa and Hosechu really fed off of that at times. And he scored. So uh, yeah, it's complain. a good penalty. It's can't a great complain. penalty from him. Can't complain with uh, Almada at all. Uh, Chris Kilroy thought a Atlanta looked stagnant at the end. To be fair, let's keep in mind a lot of players out there had put in some draft, uh, Wednesday in the Open Cup. Yeah, I didn't get the stagnant I idea. I mean, you probably had some tired legs, but that's a different conversation. He also wants us to get into putting Parata up top and if he got enough service once he was moved up top. No, I mean, you, you weren't able to, to work the ball into the positions to get him the service. And, look, this is something that happens. Uh, I've seen teams do it. I saw – I'm trying to think of the, the first time I really came across it. Um, it's a very Dutch thing uh, a lot of times. You see that the Dutch will throw a center back up top in those moments, which is funny because the Dutch generally want the possession and want to play the total football and, and get forward. But it is a solution. And look, at that point in the game, you don't have the opportunities and you have to kind of roll the dice. You're looking. And I thought the moment where they put Parata up top for the first time, they were very focused on working the ball to Lennon on the right. They wanted Lennon to be able to put in a cross and try to find Parata. It was evident. Now, Nashville, to their credit, did a really good job of adjusting and preventing the ball from getting to Lennon. And Atlanta had to kind of recycle, and they, they tried to find a through ball with Gutman and Etienne. That was plan B. The idea was good, and at that point it's a solution but it does say something about where you are with your reserve number nine situation because you didn't get what you needed out of Chol today, I think, it, consistently. There were moments that were pretty good, and maybe that can change with time. You know, he hasn't played as the nine a whole lot in the Atlanta United system. You haven't gotten what you need out of Miguel Barry so far. I think Barry has done some really nice things, but he's not stretching the field, and he's not being dangerous in the 18 you know that if you can get those crosses, Juano Parata is dangerous in the 18. So I get it, and I think it says two things. It gives you another solution that you might need with a guy like Luis Abram who can come off the bench and play in the back. But it also says that you're not getting what you need out of the reserve number nines. All right, next Saturday, Miami. I think a very winnable road match because yes. Miami is not playing well, but – Look, we know what the storyline is going to be. I'm all sure, week. sure it's going to be talked about all week. I'm sure it'll be incredibly emotional. Joseph Martinez making, his, we think, his first appearance against his former team. I'll, I'll just, again, put the caveat that it was a match or two ago where Phil Neville put Joseph on the bench. Uh, he has not scored this year. He does not have an assist this year in nearly 500 minutes and has not been a good year for Joseph. Uh, but you have to feel like he is going to be very, very fired up if given the opportunity to play. And Phil Neville, I think, would be crazy to not start Joseph against Atlanta United. Yeah, you almost have to and and see what happens. I mean, when, when you're in that situation, you know the player wants it. You know the player's going to be motivated, probably more motivated than he's been in any game so far this season. 
you're going to give him that opportunity because Phil Neville has staked a, a lot of his future on demanding that Miami goes and gets Joseph Martinez. That's something he talked about in the offseason when they added Joseph to that roster. So he's put a lot on the line for Joseph to deliver for him. This is the time where it could really change that trajectory in Miami. Atlanta knows Joseph Martinez. They, they, they know him inside and out. This team pretty much all played with him last year. So they know how to deal with him on the field. But you're right. Miami's lost six in a row going into Columbus tonight. This is a team that can be beaten at home. This is a team that has been beaten at home. We'll see how they look in Columbus tonight. And I think we'll have a better picture of what Atlanta and Inter-Miami looks like next week after Miami's performance in Ohio tonight. 7 o'clock next Saturday for the five-stripe countdown from Drive Pink Stadium in Fort Lauderdale, 7.30 the kickoff. Jason and I will be there. First meeting of the year between Atlanta United and Inter-Miami. Thanks to everyone here in Nashville today. So great to have Miller Pope uh, here with us today. My wife, who was our harshest critic, said the broadcast sounded way, way better today, and I think that's because of Miller. Uh, Matt Moore, Atlanta United's Director of Broadcast and Digital, also helping us out in the booth today. We appreciate that. For Jason Long, and uh, excuse me, our producers in Atlanta, I can't forget them, uh, Garrett Chapman and Dom Shirosky. Now for Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. 3-1 Atlanta United falling to Nashville this afternoon. Stay tuned after this break. The ABTL as the Falcons are about to get back on the clock now for their seventh-round selections in the NFL draft. Abe will have all of that for you coming up next here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You've been listening to the Full-Time Report, a complete wrap-up of today's Atlanta United game. Tune in for complete match day coverage all season long. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.